Hi, it's Tips. Hey, what's popping, everyone? It's Bonga, and you are listening to The Unintentional Podcast. Welcome back, guys. It's great to have you guys here with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me be presumptuous yet again, because I mean, who knows, right? Who's come back? They are back. <laughs> of course, they're back. <laughs> Better be. Otherwise, we're going to find you. <laughs> Just kidding. Welcome, guys. <laughs> Welcome to another interesting and exciting episode of the podcast. And Bonga, how are you? How you been? What's been, you know, catching your eye lately? No, dude. Firstly, I'm great. Awesome. Having the time of my life. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm good overall, man. Uh, health-wise, can't complain as yet. Grateful, you know, for this moment in time, for now. You never know how things go with life, of course. But uh, yeah, uh, I'm okay, man, overall. Uh, a lot has been happening. I've been busy, though. Um, on my side, you know, with uh, a- exam prep, exercise, work, the nine-to-five. Uh, podcast stuff like behind the scenes stuff that we're working on that will come you know that'll be announced in due course so yeah a lot of that um a lot of interesting things happening in and around our city as well um doozy marathon no sorry i beg your pardon it's the we spoke about it in the last episode um the big mama taking place this weekend i think it'll be the day of the event when we put this episode out so that should be interesting i'm not going I thought I should mention it though. Um, I had an interesting conversation with um, this other lawyer who came to my workplace today. He's into fishing and stuff, and he does it um, uh, at uh, Midmar and uh, Albert Falls and other dams and stuff. I hope mm-hmm. I'm, you won't mind me putting this business out there, but I didn't mention it by name. <laughs> anyway, so I was talking about that and the race, and he was talking about how dangerous actually uh, the, uh, these dams are. Because there are creatures in there that, whew, I mean, the fishing that they do, mm. they catch large fish. He showed me a picture of uh, one fish that he caught that was almost the size of a human torso. If you had to turn it like vertically, it's it's mm. crazy. So I can only imagine. And that was at, uh, I think it was at Midmar where they caught that fish. So now it makes me wonder, like, mm-hmm. what kind of creatures are under there? One and two. Uh, how safe is it for the participants in that event? So well, I, I wonder. they've been doing it for years. They've been doing it for years. No incidents. And yeah, yeah we have well, all that we've heard of. <laughs> yeah. And uh, of course, you know, you know, black people and dams and stuff, they always think there's a huge snake. So yeah, yeah. no, I don't think I'd ever participate in a mid mile. Sorry. I was considering it until... Um, <laughs> I saw the fish. <laughs> the dude yeah, yeah, told me about this whole thing. I was like, oh, even crocodiles, eh? Cause, in the mid um, uh, maybe Albert Falls, perhaps, oh, okay. uh, Albert Falls. But uh, so when when they like, he showed me a vid, a video of someone fishing, and uh, when they reeled whatever they caught in, they mm. found that it was a baby uh, crocodile, which was what? fighting. They eventually had to let it go because it wasn't, it, you know, it kept struggling and wanted My to escape. Yeah. So that's yeah something interesting that took place or that, well that's going to take place this weekend and um, an interesting story around those areas mm. you know yeah. other than that yeah uh, nothing much I, i'd like to hear some of the interesting things that caught your attention and comments oh, on i that. know one that just happened very recently unfortunately it was a great loss to the entertainment industry the death of Kuli roberts oh yeah oh yeah no more cool. yeah and yeah. um apparently she was on mcg's podcast until recently yeah i did, did you I, was, listen? I did uh, mm. i'm a religious listener so i mean i know mm. all the episodes I did, mean, did you hear what she said about when she's 
date or when she dies she wants people to remember her or something because there was this video clip going around of that mm. particular segment where she was talking about it okay i think it's uh, if i mean it, it was a while ago mm. uh, not too long ago but i mean there's a lot of episodes that uh, mm. that happened but yeah i think there's a segment where mcg asks his guests you know uh, when it's all said and done what would you like to be remembered as and mm. i think that's that was the question she was answering i'd want to go back i haven't gone back i mean this is still fresh news I'm still recovering from the um, uh, Moonchild Sanele interview from yesterday, so let <laughs> me check that one out. No, I don't mm. like her. I probably won't watch it. Oh, well, she speaks about some interesting things. But anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, of course, Mum Kuli Roberts, yeah, uh, that one hit hard. You know, um, when I went onto Instagram yesterday, I saw a tribute post from this internet radio station that I follow. Mm and i was shocked i was shocked and i saw the picture i mean her picture and it was like r.i.p i'm like ah oh, not another one guys mm. like you know and um yeah it, it it was quite personal not personal personal but personal in the sense that like you know whenever you hear of a celeb passing away or a famous person that is not close to you in terms of uh, relationship ties or blood or or friendship or, or the like um, but with her, for me, it was like, oh, um, it took a while, actually. Even when I went to bed last night, it was with a heavy heart. So, yeah, it's, it's a huge loss. Huge so, loss. You know, you're a journalist and, you know, and a writer. I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts you know, about her and her work? Uh, do you have anything? Well, I remember, I remember when she used to do a column on Sunday World. I heard about it. Yeah, I think that's where, you know, I remember her the most from like you know because she didn't give a damn she used to tell it straight you know mm. she was a straight talker and she didn't care what people said about her and she had strong views about many things and usually controversial things that you know the celebrities wouldn't normally speak about or would try to shy away from no she would face it head on and she would give her opinion on whatever she wanted so she was a very strong person and yeah i think it it those kind of people really don't exist anymore like a person who can be like authentically themselves uh without shying away or without being afraid that this brand doesn't want me to do this or say this like this you know and they were just comparing her to the likes of Ole Bumatosa and oh, all of yes. those people to oh, say yes. you see oh, yes. this breed of you know media personalities is really fading away and that's sad because we need more people who can just authentically be themselves and not shy away from so-called controversial things and yeah it, she'll be greatly missed oh yeah definitely definitely it was quite a shocker quite mm. a shocker what do you think though about um i do think and you might disagree with me actually not not even might i know for a fact that you will i i do kind of see a correlation or uh, between uh, Umam Kuli Roberts and um, Munchal Sanelli and as far as um, like you said someone who, who stands up for what they believe in and is firm on that and, and is un, like unshakable in their convictions you know and sometimes they could make the most I mean you know they can walk into a room and, and still like uh, I don't know how to put it but like they command attention and they can make when they speak you know they can make someone listen and that's the correlation and similarity at least i see with umam Kuli and uh a uh, 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 moon child 
Well, woman child firstly for me she's irritating so i don't <laughs> i i yeah. with a squeaky voice like i can't take her seriously i just think yeah. that you know um i don't want to be mean to her whatever and her stance whatever but um yeah i i, I just don't want to make that comparison let's i'll just stick to saying Utukuli is herself she'll be missed and it's not like she's she had point, yeah. pointless you know things to say um, it Oof. was it was oh, intelligently yeah. oh, thought yes. out yes. things. Yes. Whereas with Moonchild, I won't go into that, but you know, opposite, and um, that's my opinion, anyways. And yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it is what it is. Life and death. It's yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's coming for all of us. Oh yeah, it's gonna get you. Mm. It's gonna get you eventually. Yeah. <laughs> and another big thing that caught my eye when we're still in the world of celebrities is. Um, Nomalanga, the flame as she calls herself, uh, who's a BT presenter, TV personality, and also a radio jock. Um, she's with Uwaras at the moment on Ikakasi, and she just revealed that she's pregnant with um, Bandile from Major League's child. And they had a whole baby shower, um, oh, and they invited like yeah, different media personalities. And amongst them was Ayanda Tabete, who is also pregnant. Who's Ayanda Tabete? Please remind me. Um, she was on top billing and she was Miss South Africa something, something like oh, a runner up okay. or a fan, oh. I don't know. All the I Miss, know the name, I, I just know. can't picture her face, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure when I look on Instagram or wherever, I'll probably kick myself and say, how can I not remember? <laughs> but it's fine. Yeah. And um, of course, Rohana as well. She's preggers saw the post um, on ig with as well asap oh that is so sweet i can't wait to meet my baby i know <laughs> kylie's also just given birth to her second child um yeah so stormy's a sibling now the timing hey the timing look a lot of ladies are, are, are delivering i mean even like outside of like um celeb world and stuff i mean i, I know a lot of ladies friends uh, who've just given birth like what does that tell you about the timing like nine months ago what what was happening it's called it's lockdown because lockdown. <laughs> the timing of it all is like yo dude there's been so many deliveries and, and bringing of children into this world lately and, 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 and a lot of it too yeah no the i mean i was just looking it's like the celebrity pregnancies they're crazy how many people yeah. are pregnant eve has just given birth to her child um and there was a post that came out you know these people south africans Mm -hmm. they're so spicy so they're saying that uh do you see rohana when she revealed you know her pregnancy she came with the baby with, with her baby daddy so take hints south african woman <laughs> this is how you do it oh, no, that's 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 <laughs> but that's not the woman's fault because uh, the guys are usually the ones who well some in some instances mm. i guess uh, the ones who sort of walk away not dj zintler not murder bongstock i saw a story about mm. them as well so and also kay cool. naomi because i mean she we knew about her fiance or husband the whole time and when she revealed her pregnancy he was there mm -hmm. and even Unomalanga Ubanel Bandila he was there and yeah but with Uyanda no I love that no one was there no I love that and I respect that especially on Ubandila's side like being around being there I mean of course I mean if it's your first child especially as a guy no but even with a woman like of course it doesn't matter if it's the guy's fifth child or whatever I mean if you you would like to have a supportive partner especially when you're announcing to the world that look I'm carrying your seed straight up straight up yeah and that's one but then the reason i said that is because 
the major league DJs have been busy like you can't believe i mean mm. they've been out and about i didn't even Overseas know that uh, that anyone stuff. has i mean i didn't know that either of them were here in south africa when this took place in mm. fact i thought they were in was it ghana or something i know that there was um a balcony mix that was uh that took place either last week sometime or very recently mm. uh, outside of the country so i'm like i was quite shocked when you when you told me this mm. so I'm, I'm i'm happy that in their busy schedule that Bandil, if, if that's him, I'm sorry, I apologize. I don't know them by name, um, the Major League DJs. But for him to take the time and support his woman, uh, like you say, he was carrying a seed and, and mm-hmm. like when they announced to the world that they're bringing a child into this world, um, that's for me, that means a lot. And it sets an example mm. uh, as a guy. Yeah. I mean, I can't speak for the ladies. I'm not it's a, a lady, I'll never be pregnant. But I, I, th- I do feel like, yeah, no, he's setting a, a very good example. Shout out to him for that. And Casper was also there. And, oh, that's dope. Um, yeah, I think, <laughs> sorry, this show that I'm watching on Netflix, it's mm-hmm. called 3%. Right, right. Uh, I think I told you about it, where like 3% okay. of, <clears throat> so the world is divided into like rich and poor. Right. And the rich are called, they live on the offshore. So, and then the ones like that are left behind are inland. Right. So then when they turn 20 in the inland, um, they get to go through a process. It's called the process. And then only 3% of them are chosen to go and live on the offshore. Mm-hmm. So when they don't make it through the process, they get back their clothes and then they told forget about everything that happened here and wow. go do the activities that make babies because that will keep your mind off of things and i'm just thinking wow. like wow. now so many celebrities are having babies anyways um congrats to them and yeah. all the best oh well, they're also having a show uh, a reality BET. show yeah they're having a reality show I think it's called The Rents or something like that oh, but yeah so it's coming soon so. is, is that a franchise? because I've, I've heard that name somewhere is The Rents I don't, I don't know, know if like, they've bought into a franchise like you know like Love and Hip Hop and mm. uh, what, what do you call this? Um, Real Housewives now yeah. we have a Durban and Johannesburg as yeah. well I wonder, I, wonder. Yeah. I could be wrong I, I don't know maybe it's their own like brand but yeah should be interesting you said what channel is it going to be on? BET BET mm. I gotta check that out. I haven't watched TV in years. Because also, remember they had a show there, the cool. twins. Is it? Yeah, they Major had a, they had a re, yeah they had a reality show there. Jeez, as well. guys. So yeah. Have I been living under a rock? Clearly. Mm, clearly. Clearly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, and then yeah, back to Peter Maritzburg, guys. Back to reality. Uh, four members of a PMP family from Embadi were slain. Um. Apparently the father the husband was the pastor and these guys just came in while they were sleeping and shot everybody and the only surviving person was an eight-year-old yeah, that's sad i read about that this morning that's very sad oh, um yeah. and, and you know in maritzburg as you know if you've been listening to our podcast you've noticed how we've always been talking about the gun violence and everything like that so it's, i mean even the last episode we spoke about someone being shot right. this episode someone a family has been wiped out you know so um i really hope that authorities just step up and do something because it's really getting out of hand and i just wonder who all of these people are like why and why are they going around because they everyone is just asking themselves why would they slay mm. an entire mm. family and yeah another thing that happened in durban uh, I think one of the centers was burning with a liquor city or something. 
in the CBD. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what's happening. It just seems too hmm. coincidental to be so random that all of these places are burning down. You were telling me earlier, I mean, last week, actually, do you mention on the podcast or we're just speaking um, just privately, you and I, about uh, another key point that was... Uh, the waterproof airbase. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. See, these fires is just, yeah. The scary. Carnival City also burnt. Oh, God. Now Durban. So it's Pretoria, Joburg, Durban. Cape Town as Cape well Town. with the parliament and mm. stuff. Yeah, it's great. Bloemfontein is next. <laughs> That's where the Supreme <laughs> no, Court of Appeal is, I think it's only is, right? the, the, the major <laughs> things, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think they have to be <laughs> like... I find like a cogedry book because even with uh, he was saying that reassuring South Africans, oh South Africans, don't worry, we're not under attack, we're safe. But uh, come on, like with these fires, there's really something that's suspicious that's going on because it's never happened before, and since July, you can't just say these things. It's fine. We saw in July that things are not fine and especially now we're on our feet because we don't know what's happening, who's involved and especially because no one, well not that I know of, has been arrested for Mm -hmm. the unrest. So and there were talks of also people of intelligence being involved so you mustn't just say, oh no we're fine, we're safe. Just on a side note, but still related to the um, um, 8th of July. Uh, unrest. I still need to read that book eight days in July. Mm. Uh, I need to save up and buy it because I don't think any library has it right now. Because I, I at least want to get some sort of insights because they, they say that they used some intelligence documents to draft some mm. of the stuff in, in the or to write about some of the stuff they talk about in the book. So mm. I'm, I'm interested to know. It might not give me answers, but at least I think it'll be good mm. to know nevertheless. I mean, it will give answers or speculations or guesses, but it won't I won't have a solution on what I should do as a human being going forward with my life. I don't mm. know. But it would be an interesting read nevertheless. Yeah. And Ramaphosa actually said uh, recently also that, you know, the, the reaction of the different, or well, the security cluster rather, and government, they didn't mm. react ineptly to, to, to the July unrest. And apparently now there's like a national response plan to address the weaknesses. Uh, of okay. that time period so we'll see what you know what results we can get and if we can get any answers oh, yeah, uh, because that's you know true. I think if if it goes just under the radar and stuff then surely something like that can happen again most definitely yeah most definitely hey. uh, did you hear that the, the Jigajo residents are at it again well we're at it again yes. two more times <laughs> After the initial, uh, the last time we spoke about it, mm. uh, that's weird. Well, initially, and I have to admit, um, I didn't know much about what was going on going on in that part of the world or mm. in that part of our city um, on the last episode. But now I, I'm realizing that it's about the residents. I need to. They they're living in um, sort of like shacks and yes. um, some. I think mud and dough structures. Some um, corrugated iron sort of. Uh, you know, and some are living in like this prefab material. Yeah. yeah. And all they want from um, whoever is, or the Department of Human Settlements, I saw that one of the representatives of that, that part uh, said that, uh, you know, until their demands are heard by the Department of Human Settlements and they built 
um, houses for them, more permanent structures for them, they're going to continue to be added. So it looks like, well, it may not be the heart of the issue, but at least I have more of an idea of what's going on there. It won't help me in any way personally, but at least I understand what's going on there. But we will, I will keep an eye on it because I am interested in what's going to happen there. I don't know if they'll ever... like. I'm I'm curious about the history of that place, like how it came about. I mean, it's it's mm. in town, right? So apparently, um, I'm not sure how true this is, but it was supposed to be like a temporal um, situation, and I've then been. more people just came, you know, and started building there. Yeah. Uh, so now it's just become like this huge informal settlement, which I think was a mistake from the beginning, as I said last time that it's smack bang in the middle of town oh, yeah. uh, even if you were temporarily like making space for people i don't think that was the appropriate place to put people because it's in town yeah uh, they should have made true. and um if this is true then their complaints about having you know formal housing is actually you know because yeah, yeah. then they need to be moved and uh, I mean it's it's not a great place to have people living there anyway so they should actually try and just move them anyways but it's too complicated now at this stage because mm. there's, there's there's probably egos involved and, and um, there's a lot involved now yeah I mean the people there probably want to have their homes built in that area as opposed to moving away because now it's it's so mm. convenient being and they've there. made a life there for themselves yeah, that too but that also too. more people have come there outside people that didn't even live there in the first place now they you know part of that community so now it's just a whole community let alone just the people who were there yeah so ugh, it's, it's a lot it's complicated it's gonna be, someone should write a book about this <laughs> anyway go ahead no. uh, not um, me. <laughs> So uh, the Msunduzi municipality is actually giving uh, registration fee assistance uh, to first year students, and which I think is great. You can it's brilliant. It's you wonderful. can collect the forms at 19 Galloway Lane, Galloway House, first floor. Where's that? Peter Marisburg. I don't know. Oh yes, yes. Uh, the honchos. There's the honchos in that. Um, you see Church Street, mm -hmm. uh, and. Uh, next to the master's office there's a, a lane oh i see I yeah see. that office yeah, yeah yeah i see that yeah okay cool uh forms are to be hand delivered between 8 to 4 p.m monday to friday and the closing date is the 16th of february so please guys if you know anybody if you need help if you need assistance use this opportunity you won't get it a lot yeah most definitely and and um I'm going to check our account, the podcast account, because um, they're, they're better paid for you to read that out. I mean, honestly, you can't be doing these things for free now, honestly. Shush. Um, <laughs> so now the, they also launched a American Corner pod, uh, podcast and recording studio at the Basie Head Library, which I think is great because it's accessible to anybody and free of charge. This move, in my humble and respectful opinion, is somewhat, um, it's huge. It's huge because I think I'm sure there was a time probably a few years ago when one would laugh at the idea of anyone, anybody having a podcast. Mm. One would laugh at the idea of anyone listening to a podcast because we listen to radio or, or, or music, actually, like listening to people talk for 30 minutes plus or even shorter than that because there are shorter podcasts. But that idea, I mean, uh, probably four or five years ago was just uh, a dream really mm. so the fact that uh, in my humble opinion Peter Marsburg yeah it is a capital city of our province KwaZulu-Natal but it is a small 
town, mm. small city, regardless. So the fact that there's something like this in a small city like Petermansburg for me, that is a big deal. And um, I don't know who the like the pioneers of it, this well, podcasting industry in SA are. But, but I think the, sorry, this particular studio was sponsored by the American Embassy because oh, okay. it has a continued support towards the growth of the city. Um, so I think it's great that you know we have an American embassy that's actually investing in our youth. But I would also like them to actually have sessions where they train people to actually use the studio. Because I mean, imagine just going there and just, just want, oh, I want to record a podcast, but you don't know how to use the. We should inquire and report back to our listeners. Yeah, definitely. And who knows? Uh, maybe the next episode might be recorded. From, from there, there. You know mm. what I mean? yeah. definitely and what else caught my attention no uh, something else did catch my attention this morning though uh, I don't know if um, one of the uh, one of the founders of Asmal's stores mm-hmm. uh, passed away oh wow um, YD Asmal <laughs> sorry sorry for that yeah. butchering the surname and it's so simple Asmal. Yeah, YD Asmal passed away. He was really old. Yeah. Um, I read a, an article about him um, and, and how he came up. I mean, he was a really talented student. He's from here, Peter Masberg, mind you. So it's like a, you know, a Peter Masberg uh, person and the business, of course, mm. began here in mm. Church Street in Peter Masberg and, and now it's all over Guazul Natal. It's one of the, you know, one of the bigger, um, Jeez, I don't know what to call it, but mm. uh, it's sort of like to Americans, uh, maybe the Gap store uh, oh, is a similar sort of vibe. Yeah. You know, yeah. they'll have an idea of what Osmos mm. is to us, you know, if I compare it to that. So the fact that, you know, so he as, as a young child, he did very well at school. Um, he passed with seven distinctions, but sadly, because his father passed away when he was young, he couldn't afford to go to varsity. So um, his uncle who was one of the main founders of, of this uh, this uh, clothing shop, um, actually invited him to be part of the business. And it is what it is today, I mean, since it began. That was interesting. I think that was an interesting bit of uh, Peter Masberg history. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I love things like that, you know, um, looking at buildings and establishments and businesses even. Um, never mind it being any community, white, Indian, colored, black, if it's part of the Peter Masberg history for me, I, I, I like that. And then seeing it become a, a major thing um, that I guess contributes to um, uh, employment and empowering mm. of anybody, uh, I'm, I'm all the way behind that. So I guess there too, you know, RIP, thoughts and prayers, of course, family, friends, mm. and the like. Yeah. So, yeah, mm. I mean, even the Peter Masberg Chamber of Commerce had some things to say uh, regarding that. Um, and, tributes have been pouring in mm. uh, for quite some time so yeah that's, that's awesome well not awesome but like awesome what they've done sad that there's, there's this loss yeah. yeah so I think that's all really that I can talk about as far as things that caught my attention great now we can jump into our topic for this part, what this episode which exactly. is emotional intelligence the art of emotional intelligence so i mean what's your thinking what's emotional intelligence to you um to me it for me it was just being overall balanced in terms of emotions right uh, mm-hmm. and of course 
an overall balance in my emotions towards me in, in as far as the way I react or respond to certain situations, um, good and bad, one. And two, it's also, um, it, it, also, it also concerns people around me as well or other people. So our emotional intelligence enables us to be balanced people, uh, I guess, towards the outside world as well. I mean, we're, mm. we're faced with uh, confrontation or any situation, we can handle it in a way that mm. doesn't cause things to go bug wild or crazy <laughs> or for people to, well, to, 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 for things to, to go out of order, really, you know. Mm. Uh, but the um, explanation that I found online was that emotional intelligence is the ability to understand, mm. use and manage your own emotions in positive ways to relieve stress, communicate effectively. Mm. empathize with other others I beg your pardon and overcome challenges and diffuse conflict and I think that's all of this kind of fits in pretty much to what my understanding of uh, mm. what emotional intelligence is yeah oh, what about for you yeah for me I think it's the same because uh, it's just when you think about emotional intelligence or EQ as they say it's about not just because everyone has emotions you know it's about being intelligent about using your emotions uh, to apply to every situation or every encounter that you have to deal with and handle in your life So that for me would be my understanding of emotional intelligence um, mm. Because you know anyone can can have an outburst and be angry and stuff like that But if you're emotionally intelligent hmm. you understand why you're angry and you know how to better deal with your anger or someone else's anger you know because sometimes people can present themselves as being angry but in actual fact they hurt oh yeah that is so true or be happy but they're sad you know so yeah. an emotionally intelligent person can like be able to see and read that situation for what it is oh yeah and and one of the elements really of uh, um emotional intelligence is the ability to read the room as mm. the phrase goes but of course, it really it doesn't necessarily relate to a number of people. It relates to one mm. person. Like looking at a person and their gestures, behavior, even things they say. Yeah. And, and understand. Verbal and nonverbal communication. Exactly. You know, I actually had an incident um, at work um, a few days ago. Uh, there was a lady who needed help with something that uh, our workplace does not deal with. Mm. Um, so... Ordinarily, what you would do is you would tell that person and advise them to go to that or whichever avenue that mm. she needs to go to, but not us because we don't do this yeah. at that office. So um, a colleague of mine um, was, you know, he sort of went the extra mile in a good way, but not necessarily ultra virus in terms of beyond the scope of, you know, his um, job. But he went the extra mile in at least giving her um, solutions as to what to do next. And mm. uh, I didn't have those answers um, that he had, but I'm glad he was there because, uh, and, 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 and I asked him about it afterwards. afterwards like, um, and, and the fact that after the, the whole situation had been resolved, not really resolved, but she had the answers to mm. what she needed to do. She like gave quite a, a, a heartwarming speech to the guy, just thanking him because it's, it's quite rare 
to find people who go the extra mile for you and she really appreciated it and wished him all the best and that God blesses him and so on. I was like, yeah, this is this is the kind of things that we should aspire to as far mm. as any sort of uh, industry where we provide a service to, to people. Leave people walking away having solutions or at least, you know, knowing, you know. But then here's the thing now, the point that I'm getting to and it's as far as reading, um, you said verbal and nonverbal cues, right? Mm. I asked, he said to me, yeah, that's, you know, that's great. And he's, what he said to me and it stuck, he was like, yo, dude, I could see that this woman was distraught and she had, she looked like she had nowhere else to go mm. after this. So I saw the need to do this. So I guess. He has an high EQ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it shows. So shout out to him for that. He's going to be on the podcast soon. So yeah, that's going to you know, speak about other things. Though, well, not this. But congratulations yeah, that to him because, you know, um, with my experience, you know, most, most government employees are very rude. And I had my an encounter like on the phone where yeah. this woman was just very rude to me. And um, I actually, you know, <laughs> I went, I was the bigger person. I was just yeah. like, you know what? I want to get what I want to get. And it doesn't matter what she said. She's probably going through her own things that have nothing to do with me as a person. And so I just carried on the conversation as you know, madly and calmly as I could. But I just, in that moment, I realized how much I had grown as a person because oh, yeah. usually I would respond in the same manner because, yeah, I was just that reactive person. But now I, I you know, I've grown, I oh, guess. Yeah. I wonder what it was that prompted you to react that way. Mm. What, what, do you, what do you think it was? it was? Do you think you just wanted things to be resolved or you just knew that this is not, uh, you knew to choose your battles? I suppose some people no, do say choose because, your battles because I think, uh, as I said, I've grown. Um, mm -hmm. I've I've grown in terms of emotionally, so I'm I'm not reactive as much. Uh, I take my time and I just rather diffuse the situation. And you know, what's my end goal? Oh, that's true. And and you know the another thing with being grown adults is that um, it's not like life is not like school anymore. Like there, there are harsher consequences for overreacting more so than there were. I mean, getting into a physical fight in high school, you'd get detention and be sent home. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you could the other person or or anyone a witness could um, report you to the police and you can get charged, arrested, and have a criminal record. And now your your future's messed up because now you can't travel and go overseas and and, and have your freedom because now you have a criminal record to your name or you know one or two people uh, uh want revenge and you can find yourself uh being a victim of, mm. of crime like a murder or Even. you yourself resorting to doing that so yeah mm. it's uh it having emotional intelligence and managing uh or yeah managing our emotions and controlling them is of the utmost importance really. and of course yeah. i mean you could get killed how many people have been killed because of a reaction uh during a a, a a road rage incident where someone is just fighting with you on the road and then they just pull out a gun and shoot the other person and i guess that's that's all the more reason to actually learn um i guess to uh work towards having a higher you know emotional intelligence and, and learning to manage and uh, yeah our emotions Mm. under difficult situation well under any circumstances any circumstances exactly yeah. mm. so according to daniel coleman who's the american psychologist who helped to popularize the emotional intelligence word or 
phrase. Mm -hmm. There are five key elements to it, which is self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, what do you think about those? Like, I also find certain, um, in my reading, I found certain attributes as well of emotional intelligence. Mm. And um, I have my thoughts as well on, on, you know, how I rate as far as that's concerned. I mean, my emotional intelligence in relation to those elements. Mm. I was wondering if you've taken the time to think about how you weigh yourself with each one of those. No, I was actually going to take a test. Uh, because there is a test online to see how much your EQ is. I've heard but, about um, that. I have read about that actually. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I want to, uh, I'll still take it. But in terms of, you know, self-awareness, um, mm -hmm. of course, you know. Okay, firstly, I think maybe we should just go through, you know, what the traits of Very well. an emotional intelligent person are. And with self-awareness... I don't know if I can say I'm very, very self-aware, but to some extent, I think I am okay. um, self-aware. And, you know, they say if you want to be more self-aware in terms of how you deal with certain situations and everything, you should journal more. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been, I've been um, listening a lot to podcasts that talk about journaling and stuff. And, mm. yeah, a lot of what they say in terms of the benefits of journaling is that... Um, it helps you to understand your emotions and mm. to and, and and to take um, sort of like a step back from you and uh, sort of assess you know your your, your day or your mm. reactions at any moment or during your day or whenever or whatever you're journaling about you know um, so I, I guess it makes sense it does I guess um, journaling surely to me. Uh, appears to to contribute a lot to being more self-aware. I know mm. I am a little bit more because I also do a bit of journaling here mm. and there where it's I can. It's like so, studying yeah. yourself. Exactly. Mm. Studying yourself, commenting on how you're doing and looking at where you can improve or where things are going badly and um, you need to either change or adjust. Mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then with uh, self-regulation, how do you fare there? Um, I think... Um, Initially, I I had a hard time. Like normally, I used to be the person who requires certain people to motivate me to do certain things. Mm. Uh, I didn't necessarily have my own goals, my own mm. uh, ideas on on what I wanted to do or where I wanted, where I wanted to go and so on. But now, as far as <clears throat> I think now that I, I have more goals and um, I have certain specific things that I'm working towards. I know that I I need to. Well, I know what I need. Well, I know that I I I need to, um, obviously work towards those things. So I have I have a goal. I have something to work towards now. So, um, it's easier to regulate myself because mm -hmm. now I have something to measure myself against. Like, yeah. am I on track to achieving whatever goal I set for myself, mm. or am I straying away from the path? And if I am, how do I get back? So, mm. and and yeah, I guess. Sometimes I can't afford to just, um, I guess, sleep or sort of uh, let things go or not, or just give up easily because I know mm. that there's something I'm trying to work towards. So now I have to uh, pep talk myself or mm. move myself um, to, to doing um, more than I would have done. Uh, Be your own hype man. Exactly, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, 
As far as self-regulation, I'm improving. Uh, there's a lot of room for improvement there, I'll tell you. Um, I still have a lot of work to do in that in that um, part of life, but I think I'm, I'm doing much better than I was before. Mm. That I can, I'm sure about it. Yeah, which is one of the benefits of journaling is that you actually notice certain patterns that you want to change and you can start implementing that in your life. Oh yeah, definitely, uh, which is something I've been doing. And one of the traits of an emotionally intelligent person is to actually view failures as opportunities um, to learn and being resilient oh yeah that's yeah i hear i hear that a lot you'd swear everyone who does a self-development uh, video or motivation <laughs> are, are all reading from one source or one book maybe there's someone who says this because yeah really i've heard it i've heard that phrase so many times that failure is really not a failure um if you know if you want to yeah i mean it, it's a learning opportunity right? mm. like like they say as well so well it's a trait of emotional intelligence to have that view or that perspective mm. of um failure never quite thought of it that way i mean I, I did i have been learning to see failure or not doing as well as i, I hoped in anything mm. as an opportunity to learn from that but i've never actually thought of it as being a trait of uh, an emotionally intelligent person so that's even better you know Mm. Oh, yeah. one, one of the traits that I can say, you know, definitely is that I do have a lot of empathy. Uh, I, th I feel like I'm very, I'm a very empathetic person. Um, Interesting. Yeah, because I, I just see, you know, I, I, f I feel like I can pick up on people's uh, emotions mm -hmm. and I'm very sympathetic and empathetic towards what people are going through and things like that. I think that was also one of my uh, motivations behind wanting to start an NGO because, yeah, I just feel like I want to help people. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the, the articles I was reading calls that uh, social awareness where you mm. are empathy, empathetic and you can understand the emotions, needs and concerns of other people, mm. pick up on emotional cues, feel comfortable socially, and recognize the power of the power dynamics in a group or organization. Mm. What about that element, uh, recognizing power dynamics in a group organization? Uh, uh, how do you feel you, you, you rate at that? Or you know, how, how well do you do at that, recognizing mm. power dynamics in any situation? Like, who's more powerful than the other? Like, in, in terms of what? Well, in, in, in any group setting, like, for instance, um, it's, it's said a lot. I've, I've heard this being said on, on a spot, sports podcast that I listen to that, you know, the, the players in a team know who the captain is. You know, mm. sometimes... They can, like, see who the leader is. They can see who the leader is. Uh, sometimes, you know, the, the team or... The school, if it's a school uh, mm. team, the school would choose a, a captain based on whatever reason they have. But among the team yeah. mates, they Definitely. know exactly what it is like. Mm. And when that person steps up, you know the 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 the, the ceremonial or the um, the fake captain <laughs> is like, yo guys, just step aside, let this guy or lady handle things. Mm. So you recognize the power dynamics. Oh, also, but not only in that dynamic. Sometimes, sometimes in a room. Um, where there's egos and big personalities, sometimes to step back and just assess how things are going first before making any sort of uh, mm. uh, um, commentary or contribution to whatever is being discussed or is happening in, in mm. that room, 
I, in my personal um, opinion, is a sense of social aware social awareness because you need you need to be careful and calculated in, in terms of how you now enter that discussion. Just assess how things are going here, like uh, the power dynamics in the group, and know how to react and know who to speak to a certain way. Um, if you can assess in a room that okay, this is the person that we go to for this. Let me focus on that or, or whatever. I don't have mm. an, an exact explanation or yeah. example, but I think that's how I understand this mm. recognizing power dynamics sometimes in any setting. Uh, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. And then social skills is where you just aim to put yourself in new situations and you know you pay attention to your body language and you maintain eye contact. You practice actively listening and yeah, you speak only if it improves upon the silence interesting because you see when you say you only speak when it improves uh upon the silence mm. tell me um because the first talk that came to my mind was uh i think you and i even had a discussion earlier on about being comfortable in silence mm. now there you said speaking only um when it's improving upon the silence mm. um is there any relationship between being comfortable in silence and speaking only when improving upon Yeah, silence? I think this one um, just refers to the point before that, which was active listening. So I think in this situation ah, okay. where you're listening to something and you feel like you can make a valuable contribution, then, you know, you can speak up. Or else, you know, if it's just, you know, a general comment, you don't have to comment about everything that someone is saying. So I think those are one of the emotional intelligent cues that you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Can be oh, that makes sense because yeah, sometimes you, <laughs> sometimes you don't one doesn't need to say anything. Yeah, definitely. in a situation, mm. just know when to keep quiet. Yeah, that's emotional intelligence. <laughs> so I guess when there's people who overdo it with the talking and know not when to keep quiet, yeah, no, yeah, you need to work on your emotional intelligence scars. <laughs> Okay, and so these are some of the traits that I found that you have, you know, um, some level of emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. You are aware of your feelings and why you're feeling it. And you are able to influence other people. Okay. Number two, you can read situations correctly. You can understand someone else's emotional state. Like if your partner's feeling tired, you're like, oh, let's mm -hmm. eat eat cook uh, take out or let me cook you know something like right, that right, right. Uh, number three you keep your cool under pressure mm. so, i need to work on that yeah it's very hard to get under the skin of a high eq person because they're very aware of who they are as a person and they accept themselves and their flaws you know they don't strive for perfection but they do do their best oh yeah definitely i agree with that um, number four, they successfully manage difficult situations. They are empathetic and they get to the bottom of problems. They're in tune with their emotions um, and they're sensitive. Do you think you're in tune with your emotions? Um, you might have to break that down a little bit more for me to understand. Mm -hmm. Like in tune how? Successfully manage difficult situations. Can you do that? I have never been in, in, in severely uh, difficult situations, so I can't really comment so if, on that. If you if you're in a argue, if you're arguing with someone, wouldn't you say that was a difficult situation? Oh, it is, but I guess I don't consider that as a difficult situation because uh, I I'm always 
the first person to I'm always the karma person in any argument mm. uh, so I don't consider that a difficult situation I think you need I think in a situation where lives are about to be lost I think that's what I consider as a difficult situation mm. honestly where either it's like a ransom situation and uh, <laughs> but if or or it's tensed or someone's about to hit someone because someone said something yeah well, actually even, even that situation. no no never and that's why I'm I worry about that point, you know, mm. uh, in my case, because I've never been in such a, in, in any like severe situation that, okay. that that requires me to, well, where I can assess. Mm. But do read that again. Um, okay, I'm, so number four is successfully manage difficult situations. You're empathetic. You get yeah. to the pro- bottom of problems. You're in tune with your emotions. How about you? Maybe your comments on that might spark or make me remember something but I've, i don't think i've ever been in such a severe or difficult situation that i can actually say mm. you know i managed well if it's an argument ah uh, dude i'm always you know the karma of the two and i'm always and even when i'm always willing to let the other person feel that they are right even if they're wrong for the sake of just moving on i'm not one to dwell on an argument uh, mm. i don't know if that's emotional intelligence or if that's uh burying my head in the sand like a like an ostrich. A, an ostrich but um i tend to avoid confrontation and if and if there is confrontation i try to um, make it a point for it not to escalate and uh well i guess if that's any measure then i'd, I'd say i'm damn good at that because yeah there's uh, i think even in the workplace um where i get phone calls with, with people who are starting to raise their voices or trying to get confrontational i'm always the karma mm. of the two like guys well, well between the two of us and um i never the, i never get elevate to the bottom of the problem sometimes and uh because you, you can't solve every problem for no, everyone uh ways. but yeah i think for for the most part I, I, I guess certain problems are sorted um because it doesn't help screaming it won't Mm-mm. solve anything we need to get to the bottom of whatever mm. needs to be done so i suppose I, I do well there in, in those things. What about yeah, you? I think, yeah, I am in tune with my emotions. Like, mm. I feel my emotions and I let them pass through. I think in the past, I may have held on to my emotions and, you know, made a huge thing out of them. But now that I know better, because mm-hmm. when you know better, you do better. So you, you, Cliche, can, but true. you can feel your emotions without being attached to them. And just oh, let ah. them flow. Oh, that is so me. Eh? Oh, mm. that is so me. The only thing I struggle with is grief. I think that's the one thing that uh, no, no, no one can talk me out of it. Uh, mm. When I'm in my in my fields, I'm going to be in my fields, and I'm going to sleep all day. I'm not going to answer calls until I feel like it. Mm. Yeah, that's the one thing I think where yeah I don't do so well. Do you think dealing with grief is a part? Is is someone who deals well with grief is emotionally intelligent? <laughs> I just thought about that now randomly. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I struggle with grief because yeah, people I know are different and people grieve dif- in, different in different ways, ways. Oh, yeah. so i'm not sure i have to look deeper into that interesting All right. okay number five expresses themselves clearly they have great vocab they get through to people effectively um and they understand which emotion is occurring and what to do about it i'm only the last sentence there everything else before that i need to work on mm-hmm. vocab Expressing myself clearly, I need to work on all of that, yeah. And getting through to people effectively. With that too, yeah. 
But did you know that there are over 27 different types of emotions? No, I didn't. That's I only knew that there was happy, sad, angry. You see. And um, I think probably one or two more that I could think of if yeah, I had more time. Imagine. Yeah. That's a lot of emotions. Oh, yeah, there is, yeah. I mean, yeah. but of course, I, I I don't know this because my vocab is limited, and who knows, maybe there's Oh, please, this has nothing to do with vocab. Um, then number six, people respect you. So, yeah, I've got a, no one respects me, but it's okay. <laughs> the, the, the person is certain when it comes to their priorities. They don't change their plans last minute. Um, they're reliable and dependable. And they can say no without having to have this long explanation. So basically, for me, I interpreted that as having boundaries. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So just to say that, you know, maybe you guys are colleagues, it's the end of the day. And, you know, you, you've you got to go home to your family and stuff. And they say, oh, no, let's go for a drink and stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. Then you're like, no. You know, you don't yeah. have to like keep explaining. Oh no, I have to go home. Blah 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 blah. But you know, just to have boundaries as a person, um, I think I'm good at that. Like, mm -hmm. I am able to set boundaries, and I have boundaries. Um, I don't. I'm not a yes person. I don't say yes yeah. to everything. So, nice. yeah. I think what helps you do that? I mean, what what led you to to that point? Um, I don't know. It's I guess genetic. it's just my personality. Oh, I see. I um, see. Right. But I don't know if that makes people respect me. But anyways, it's it's just what it is. There's something that uh, Dr. Hanan Bushkin says, um, a psychologist who features on a podcast I listen to. I listen to a lot of podcasts, guys. I'll be ranting and raving a lot about <laughs> podcasts I listen to. But um, what, one thing he says in, in this thing of, of having boundaries is you need to... He has this analogy of you being in a car and you are driving to Cape Town from Johannesburg. Now, uh, we have two major highways. Well, not two major highways, but between Joburg and Cape Town, there's the N1, and Joburg and Durban is the N3, right? And if you're driving from Joburg and you're going to Cape Town and someone says to you, hey, can I get a lift to Durban? Mm -hmm. Now, if you knew that you were going to Cape Town, mm. you would easily say no to the person because you know that the N3 and N1 are two completely different highways. Mm. But if you don't know where you're going, you, you, and you're just driving for the sake of, and someone says, hey, can we go to Durban? You'd probably more, be more willing to go to Durban than um, someone who knows where they're going. And I think you know, having boundaries, um, I think, well, knowing what you want and knowing where you're going, knowing your priorities. I think you mentioned something there about mm. priorities. Mm. I think that helps in in, in being a, a balanced person and as far as having boundaries and, and not saying yes to everything, you know. So, yeah, I, I like that. Um, I, I relate, not related, but I understood that analogy mm. and it made sense to me because I think a lot of the times, because I'm, I'm the opposite of you, um, I'm still working on uh, mm. building up boundaries. Mm. Um, I think the reason why I'm accommodating of certain uh, situations, things and people is that generally either i i haven't prioritized the things that i need to do or i'm not aware of what i need to do and when you know or mm. what i want out of any situation or what i want you know mm. so i think it's important to know to know that you know mm. uh, myself where i'm going and my priorities mm. you know and and that's why i've taken a stance now one thing i'm working on i haven't had a chance to practice it but i'm working on this thing of whenever someone makes a request of me i want to 
um, ask them to give me at least half an hour to think about it and then I'll get mm, back to them. Giving yourself some time. Yeah, because ordinarily when someone asks something, um, I would have been like, yes, let's do it. Uh, but now, yeah, I'm not like Shonda Rhimes who says yes to everything, right? <laughs> just kidding. But um, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, even that book does say that that, that there are boundaries. Mm. I, I'm sure you've read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Um, so, it yeah, yeah. So I think, yeah. Um, so that's one thing I need to work on. I think, um, and, and, and start implementing, just taking some time to think about any request someone makes of me or from me and then get back to them when I have an answer. You know, at least 30 minutes mm. or a day before sun goes down, I'll strive to get back to them. But I would have thought about it first and mm. uh, and whether it's a yes or a no, at least it will be an informed decision and it mm. won't be something that would be out of my way or something that I won't be happy about agreeing to doing or disagree mm. to do as well because ultimately I know where I'm going yeah. and what my priorities are. You know, so yeah, I'm working on that. Let's see how that goes. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you, man. Thank you. I look forward to it. Um, number seven is read facial expressions. Okay. You correctly know how to pay attention to silent cues. As we are saying, there's sometimes nonverbal communication. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes the emotionally intelligent person can pick up on those cues. Um, any comment about that? Um, well, it, it relates to what you and I spoke about earlier on about my colleague yes. and the situation. Reading that we, the situation, yeah. yeah I yeah. think that was the perfect example. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number eight, funny. So they know how to relate to people and they know how to use humor in difficult situations or to diffuse a situation. So basically, I think for me, that means... Um, you know, if there's a tense situation or something, humor can mm -hmm. sometimes used to break that tension or the nervousness in the situation. So I think emotionally intelligent people can use humor in that way to say, okay, let's break the tension or, you know, make the situation more relaxed so people feel more comfortable. How do you like feel? in an interview, um, you know, interviewers usually just make crack a joke in the beginning just to make you feel less tense so yeah now i have two questions um mm. the first one is how do you fare in in terms of this mm. you know being funny in those tense situations um, in your experience well you know me i don't think i'm you know i don't like humor i don't like sitcoms and whatever yeah. and my humor <clears throat> is very like it's difficult it's different i don't laugh at the usual knock knock jokes and whatever um i think you have to be very clever with your humor when oh, yeah. it comes to me because i i don't just laugh at anything um it has to be clever I you see. know I, see. I like clever humor oh yeah. um, not not yeah no let me not mention names because as a comedian <laughs> i was just about to disrespect and i love him uh, as a person but mm. his jokes i'm sorry no yeah not for me um and then the second question was in an interview situation mm. What's the most funniest or interesting thing that was said to you to break the tension if that you remember uh, uh, and that stood out? I don't remember. You know, is my it, memory. Is it? Um, if, okay, yeah, okay, cool. I was going to go into something personal, but it's fine. And then with me, though, uh, no joke as such, um, but um, one of the panelists in the interview that I attended, um, mm. he just complimented my tie. It wasn't a joke. 
I don't know whether or not it was a sincere compliment because that tie is just plain. But it's a, it's a nice navy skinny tie. I mean, like skinny ties are in now, not those fat ties that cover your, <laughs> your whole belly, right? Um, but um, anyway, we were talking about those earlier <laughs> with the guys at the office. Anyway, so um, so that compliment, I, I, mean, I don't know if it made things uh, more tense or it made me relax more, but I actually found it weird because I didn't consider that tie to be as interesting as, mm. as that uh, gentleman thought But I was. think he was also trying to take off the pressure it was a way of taking off the pressure. Okay, I don't. I'm not saying it wasn't sincere, but I'm just saying, Wuti, it was one way to actually make you feel comfortable to say you look nice, basically. Oh yeah. Yeah. True. So, true. and then number nine, you're curious about other people. I mean, I think I just stand for that as a journalist. Like, I'm just nosy. I'm just curious. I always want to know about people, where mm -hmm. they are, what's the story. Um, so yeah. Uh, it's not in a critical way so mm -hmm. you're not criticizing how someone lives or whatever but you're just curious to know about them yeah yeah mm. no i get you and and where do you draw the line though as far as prying and no, obviously i won't you know tell me your deepest darkest secrets you know huh. but just in terms of you know what's your story where do you come from and what, and obviously i won't go around approaching every stranger to be like oh Hi, where do you come from? What's your story? It's oh, just, okay. yeah, the people I find interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that sounds very interesting. That's, that's, those are some very good points, actually. I think a lot of what you covered, I have as well. Mm. Uh, I think the only questions that I have for you um, are in terms of now building or improving our emotional intelligence, of all the things that we've discussed, what, what are some of the things that jump out at you as sort of like tips and uh, not tips but things to do like for instance journaling was one that came up a lot mm -hmm. right it helps in regulating our emotions um examining ourselves and and and, and um, see, tracking our progress in, in anything that we do and so on um what other things uh, maybe uh, could be useful in in, mm. in in helping improve our emotional intelligence Okay, I think, as you said, first it's the journaling, which is equal to becoming more self-aware right, right. and intuitive, you mm -hmm. know, just be aware of your own emotions and the emotions of the people around you. Yeah. You can also pick up on people's um, body language because yeah. sometimes, you know, people don't have to say, I think, you know, for me, I can see people's expressions and their eyes mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. eyes don't lie even with um there's certain techniques you know when when people are talking to you that you can actually use so some people when they lie they look to their left bottom okay if, they, if they're making up a story or if they're making up something you just look they look to the bottom left mm, not middle um, center like jam ali <laughs> just kidding yeah yeah and uh, i think you should be able to take um criticism Mm -hmm. Oh no, that's uh, that's so me. Because uh, you know, criticism, as we said, failure is an opportunity. So criticism is also an opportunity to actually improve yourself, um, and the way and your skills and everything. So especially you know in a work environment, like uh, criticism is not bad at all. And I've never been the type to take. In fact, I like criticism if you can criticize me in a way that is building me up then 
Praise. Awesome. Uh, there's a list that I'm keeping. I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you of some criticisms I have for you. I'm just, wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Could you imagine? I have them all locked up in a journal. Like, yeah, no, this, this oh, is my wow. chance now. And oh, you're going to have it. You're going to get it. I'm just kidding. Yeah, Karen? And yeah, they say that emotionally intelligent people also have a more positive outlook on life. Hmm. Okay. So, so just in terms of um, maybe having a morning routine, you know, and oh, yeah. saying affirmations, just being more positive and having positive thoughts because positive thoughts equal positive life, right? I think so. Um, I've heard a lot about that in self-development videos and mm-hmm. and podcasts. Um, I've yet to experience that for myself, but it sounds valid. Sounds valid. That's the best I can say. Hopefully, and 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 I am actually a negative person. I, I usually think of the worst scenario. I've always had. I've always believed in. Hoping for the best, but expecting and being prepared for the worst. I don't know. Uh, and I suppose that's probably added or contributed to my somewhat negative outlook, I suppose, on, on certain things. Mm. But I won't lie. It's helped me, though, uh, to deal with disappointment. You know, hoping for the best, but expecting and preparing for the worst. So I, it kind of confuses me sometimes, that the idea of now having to think positive. I, I'll, st- I'll have to work on that, I'll be honest. Because mm. it, it, it is important. There are people who are super positive. Mm. And um, you can see, um, you know, where it, it works out for them and where it benefits them. Because there's some people who just simply refuse to say certain things like I can't or mm. uh, impossible or I hate this or I'm mm. not enjoying this. This is difficult. They intentionally refuse to say things like that. And I've seen um, that they're actually doing very well in, in, in their lives, you know. So mm. I guess there is merit to that. And uh, perhaps I should actually work on being more positive and then having positive uh, affirmative things to say about myself and uh, my abilities and other things as well and but also there are those people who are like have toxic positivity because you know life happens and things happen so it's not always a case of come on you can do this right Um, right right right, yeah there's a place and time I mm. think, anyways. That it makes and sense. And yeah. the good thing about emotional intelligence is that you, it can be learned, and oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you can just become more self-aware, become more aware of your emotions and the emotions of the people around you, and learn how to read situations, and don't always be reactive. Um, I think that was one of my biggest weaknesses: uh, is that I was very reactive and. Mm-hmm. You know, as you've said now with you, you have given yourself um, those 30 minutes or a day to say, listen, I need this time to think through before you actually um, commit to something. Yes. So I think that's with me as well that I've learned to say, to think to myself, no, um, I'm being reactive. You know, let me do this another way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's from from my side. Some of the things that, uh, you know, one can do to improve their... Mm. emotional intelligence or I think we're all emotionally intelligent to some to a certain extent eh, we just need to surprised. improve it. you reckon so you think you there are people who have zero emotional intelligence yeah I mean wow. I was even reading that you know some people yeah. have a high IQ but right, don't right. have a high EQ just because you're oh, in, yeah. uh, you know 
what's intelligent quotient is high doesn't mean that your emotional intelligence will be high as well um like with bosses that's true you know some bosses are really horrible people yeah uh, but they're bosses you know um because they're intelligent but they don't have any social personal skills you know oh yeah so definitely uh it's it's completely different and some people really don't have emotional intelligence and they don't care how other people react or are they just care about themselves and how they are in life let's get on with it Mm. especially if it's someone in power like if things someone in power like a ceo or a boss like you say like if things are going well in the business and uh you know uh i suppose they feel like uh certain uh, colleagues or the pro what proletariats or the the, what do you call the subordinates are Mm. being emotional now it's like no guys Mm. let's get on with it this is the objective here there's no time to be spilling out all our feelings and sitting in a circle and holding hands we we have a job to do let's Mm -hmm. do it so you know those kind of like uh target driven people i i get it yeah i can get the obsession with being goal driven and like i mean even some captains i mean a friend of mine as well yeah i can't say who it is um you know he was a captain of of of, uh, the rugby first first team rugby at at his school (laughs) And he said to me that he had to drop out of that because he felt like he was getting too intense because he would take things personally when the teammates were not performing. And, mm-hmm. you, you know, the, um, uh, he felt like he, he, yeah, he was overdoing it more so than, you know, he, he was not building or motivating. It was mm-hmm. more like breaking down. So he mm-hmm. felt like now nah, maybe um, there are, there's someone else who can do this. And, yeah, the vice did step up and do that. But what he told me though is that even though he did step down and, be, and become vice and the vice became the captain, um, he said to me that, like I said earlier, I'm like the team knows who the captain is, mm. <laughs> you know. And even though he may have been intense at some stages, but they can recognize that no, when things need to be done, yeah, we do need this person, mm. you know, and he's valuable here and there. But sadly, like you said, I mean, but he's not a person who doesn't have. Um, who lacks emotional intelligence definitely mm. not because but i think that was being self-aware that oh, he yeah. actually noticed that he's uh, breaking down more than building up and he took a decision that helped him and the team so i think oh, absolutely, that's yeah. a high eq and also like i was watching these youtube videos on eq that you know more companies are actually investing in getting training and coaching for mm-hmm. their colleagues and you know the senior staff yeah uh, about EQ because it's shown that it actually helps with um, achieving more of the company goals and just the sentiment and the company oh, yeah. that uh, to be more successful with Amen a higher that. EQ. Amen to that. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. And that was also taught to us in a course that I did, um, Practical Legal Training, PLT in Durban. Uh, it was called Practice management uh they're, they're teaching us about how to uh i guess once if we if any of if any of us had decided in future to open a law firm of our own mm. we would know um you know how to yeah run a practice and so on and a part of that was eq and ma- managing people and, mm. and things like that and uh, that was valuable that was the first time in 2017 when i heard about this phrase of 
this phrase emotional, emotional intelligence. intelligence and I was like this is interesting mm. you know we've heard a lot about IQ and people bragging about how high their IQs are and uh, maybe others being um, criticized for how low theirs are um, but EQ was was something interesting as well to me at the time when I heard about it still now mm. now let me look where it is you know, in terms mm. of the importance of it, you did yeah. say that companies are now investing mm. in training and coaching of mm. of, of uh, staff members. So that's that's pretty dope, actually. The world it would be a better place, definitely, with uh, people who have a higher emotional intelligence. Mm. <laughs> but even in relationships, um, so you know, uh, with friends and with you know romantic relationships, like. Uh, sometimes you know you find that well f in my experience anyways mm -hmm. um, sometimes the the level of EQ with a, a guy is not there all the way because mm -hmm. yeah it's just and it's I don't think it's because they want to be like that or whatever it's just that they sometimes not aware of yeah. certain things and it's an education oh yeah absolutely it is, it is. so in conclusion, I think I would say, yeah, um, this has been a good exercise for me, reading up on this, firstly, emotional intelligence, um, and of course, weighing myself mm. against the scales of these, um, some of these elements of emotional intelligence, seeing where I need to improve and uh, where I'm doing well and where I need to, you know, um, keep, keep it up. So I'd encourage the listeners as well, you know, I think let's all strive to be emotionally intelligent people. Better people. Better people across all spectrums of life mm, like you said definitely. romantic family career. career and everywhere you know it's it's important um so yeah i think those are my final thoughts on this topic i loved it i enjoyed it i look forward to putting some of these things into practice mm. and uh yeah continuing to grow and in, in, you know in whatever it is that i'm trying to improve and work on mm. outside of emotional intelligence but like that's just where i am now mm. in terms of learning new things to improve myself and the world around me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. Yes, because better people equals better community equals better world. Amen to that, sister. Oh, how about you? What are your final thoughts on this topic of ours this week? Oh, well, yeah, emotional intelligence is very important. And I wish I could just sprinkle it on everybody. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm also going to take the test and... Oh yeah, I, I am working on improving myself. So definitely, uh, as I say, I journal and I do have some of these qualities. Um, but yeah, of course, I mean, life is a constant improvement. So definitely things to work on. But I encourage you as well to work on yourselves and just be better people because the world needs better people. Exactly. None of this, um, yeah, being horrible people oh, I almost <laughs> used profanity but yeah <laughs> anyway so uh, in closing I think um, shall we share some of our our handles and stuff so yeah yes. if you guys have anything that you'd like to weigh in on in, as far as our topic is concerned can they email us mm, or okay, do you prefer we'll, DMs yeah no we prefer DMs, DMs because right. yeah that's just it'll come up instantly alright um, so on Facebook check us out Unintentional Podcast yes uh, we're on twitter as well and we're instagram. on instagram too yeah. we're going to share that though in in the description of the podcast we didn't do that last week we're going to do that going forward so we're going to share our handles 
and I guess I suppose the email is for business only, so mm-hmm. we'll just leave it at that. All right, awesome stuff. Yes, please share your thoughts, your questions, and any interesting things that you want us to talk about. Thank you for listening. Yeah, you guys rock. We will see you guys in two weeks' time. And I have one more thing I wanted to say. I just trying to remember. Um, oh yes, don't forget to rate us on Spotify. Um, give us a rating of five, <laughs> please. <laughs> uh, but uh, actually, no, just be honest, actually, because a rating is engagement, nevertheless. I mean, even if it's half a star, like, do it. It's not possible, though, even one. But it's, it's engagement, nonetheless, because I mean, even on YouTube, right? Um, mm. People who dislike a video, uh, it's engagement, nevertheless, and it does sort of add to uh, the algorithm in some way, shape, or form. So, yeah, please do give us a rating, uh, do listen to the podcast and you guys have been dope as always thank you for the support i i do get uh dms uh well on my own personal uh, accounts of people commenting on the show and uh, weighing in i've invited some of those people to be on on later episodes that we'll be doing uh, i think next month uh, mm-hmm. or two we'll see how that goes in terms of timing so i'm excited about that and yeah so yeah we see the value of you guys so thank you for listening and we will again See you guys in two weeks' time. Bye.